Good afternoon, everybody. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Good afternoon, everybody. So, welcome to Gaming Sessions. I am David, of course, co-host Gerald. Um, go yep. ahead and uh, go ahead and give him the intro. Well, thank you for joining us again. I hope you've been having a good day, a good week. Hope you've been being safe out there and keeping warm. Though summer is coming along, so hopefully things will warm up on their own. It's getting to be that time of year where I don't like the temperature. Yeah, same. I'm not a summer person. I like the winter. So speaking of weeks, it was a hell of a week for me. Next week is going to be just as bad. I'm going to be by myself at my job now. So, panic. Not how panic. many people do you? How many people do you usually have working with you? Well, I've just been training. So. Oh. Yeah. So, come Monday, it's going to be me by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, can't wait for that. Well, you did good but, in your training, right? Yeah, it's just a just a matter of remembering what cart, what day, where I go first, second, third, all that good stuff. So, write it down. No, oh, it's it's written down. It's just a a matter of not freaking the fuck out, like I did on <laughs> Monday when I was by myself. Uh, okay. Well, I got you. Um, it's, it's, uh, like, I understand because anytime you're starting a new job and you've just been trained and then you're left on your own, it's jarring. And like it, like me, I'll get anxious, but it, I mean, what I found is that it always comes down to, do you know what you're doing? Well, yeah. Cause you forget something. Yeah. Write down the process and double check yourself until you're comfortable that you know exactly what you're in, in, that you know exactly what you're doing, right? Because you know you know what you're doing, but you don't have the time experience, right? And that's the problem. You you don't have it on. You're not on autopilot yet, where you just you have to constantly think about it. So the way I get the way I deal with that is I write down my process, and then. I'll do it, and while I'm doing it, I go, is that how I'm supposed to do that? Yeah. Is that how I'm supposed to do that? Yeah. Is that how I'm supposed to? And I'll just keep doing that, and as you do that, you find that you don't have to look as often. It's only on, like, the very, on the details, because the devil's always in the details. Um, Hmm. But you might get halfway through what you're doing and then go, wait a minute, let me check that real quick. Okay, that's all right. And you'll just, and once you understand, once you know, you know what you're doing, it's just autopilot after that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the, the getting to that point is what I'm worried about. I know. And, uh, definitely going to have to take my anxiety meds because I didn't do that on Monday and yeah, wasn't, wasn't all that great. Uh, so normally, I would I would have my OneNote pulled up with all the interesting stuff I found, but for some reason the shit didn't want to save. So I'll, I'll just have to go off of memory. Um, I got a survey from Bungie, specifically about cheating. Mm-hmm. So I filled that out, told them 
about the time I saw, I uh, was playing Iron Banner and saw someone look like they, you know, like when you, um, you drag and drop your mouse, you click and drag your mouse and then you like pick up a block of text and move it over to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Dude looked like that's what he did with himself mm. when I was shooting at him. So I told him about that and told him about uh, one time, to- uh, <laughs> I, I want to say it well, was last Quick interruption. Week. The um, drag and drop, is that specifically a sign of cheating? Or is that, because that sounds like a heavy lag issue. Yeah, network manipulation uh, is, what I, is what I would call it. So, yeah, so I, I noted that, told him about the guy who was just camping in one of the strikes, not finish, not going to the boss. Mm-hmm. Dude did it for like a fucking hour. And, it, and that was one of the two strikes that had the, the cabal in it. And I needed to defeat cabal for one of the triumphs. And it was between that one and the one where you... Uh, where you start the quest to get the new exotic scout rifle. So that, mm. that was a, that was a fun Saturday evening for me. Not really. Um, one of the interesting articles I found was that uh, scientists are thinking that warp drive is actually possible. Yeah. I saw that article. I haven't read it yet, but I did see the headline. Um, apparently they're also, um, thinking that black holes are not what we originally thought they were. Um, They're also thinking that they might be actual portals to other dimensions simply because of how they work Um, and the new evidence that that has been popping up that they don't work exactly how we thought they did. Um, And there was one other thing too with black holes. There's been a lot of stuff with black holes and then hyper dimension and then, uh, like you said, um, them um, warp drive. Warp drive. Um, and I think there was one other thing, but I can't remember. Oh, apparently they found a spot in space where they're like a cluster of black holes all together. Uh, yeah. So. I saw that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, they're creating many micro black holes. That was the other thing. Um, apparently, uh, I forget what institute it is or what uh, college. But they have apparently created a micro black hole um, that seems to be stable because it's it's basically what they said is we have created this thing and it seems to be acting the way we expected it to act. Hmm. Um, If that ever changes, no one will know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so hopefully that doesn't change and um i didn't read through the entirety of the model uh, of the article so it might have just been a model that they put together where it's acting properly i don't think they act I, I'm, I, I'm not aware if they actually made it or if they just made a virtual model of what it would you know of the mechanics behind okay we get all this together we make it it should act in this way so I don't know if they actually did it. If they, I mean, like, no one's ever gonna know. You, you, you will never know when someone opens up a black hole on Earth and it goes wrong, because the moment it goes wrong, everything is going to blip out in less than a nanosecond. 
mm-hmm. like everything's gone in a nanosecond. So you, it's not like we'll ever know. <laughs> Damn scientists wondering if they could instead of wondering if they should. Right. And at least if you're going to do it on Mars, like people mm-hmm. are spending all this money lately on stuff, but fucking build something, build a little space station or scientific facility on Mars and open up your black holes there. Uh, to be fair, though, it's a, if, if it acts like an actual black hole, it really doesn't matter where they do it in our solar system. The entire solar system is done. Like, everything is just done. Um, they'd have to do it in literally another... They might possibly have to do it in another galaxy. Um, because if they fuck up, they have no way of knowing what kind of black hole it's going to be, like how large of one it's going to be, because there are different sizes of ones. So it could be a small one that only has a reach of a couple of like, um, I don't know the average distance of the gravitational pull of the event horizon of a black hole, because it's the event horizon where things start getting pulled in. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know what the average distance of that but I assume it's a few light years, maybe it, like one, like one, like maybe like a half a light year. Maybe uh, at least that's what I would think. Who knows? It might be thousands of light years for I, I don't know specifically because I haven't read that far into it. I don't even know if they're able to measure it, really. So <laughs> um, because there there are some scientific papers that basically state that uh, that galaxies are in a kind of weird drift where they're being pulled towards black holes that a black hole's gravitational pull actually spans almost infinitely and that everything is slowly being pulled back towards them because that's how the original big bang happened where everything was mass compiled into one space into one point and then exploded outward mm-hmm. so so there are theories that that might be what is happening as well, which you know lends to the credence of the heat index death of the universe and whatnot. Um, so uh, I don't know. It, it, when you start <laughs> when you start messing around with celestial bodies like that, things get a little fucky. Mm. Um, especially since they're talking about oh, black holes might be actual doors into other dimensions, like for real. <laughs> like whoa, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, when it when it comes to space, there there's really no, at least to our knowledge, I don't think, um, no real good unit of measure. Like when you're like talking about how how far out the event horizon is from the black hole, we, we probably don't know. Yeah, places we have eh. unless we throw a probe at it. Yeah, places we have not fully, uh, we have not fully discovered our own oceans and space. The two places, mm. right? Uh, and the human mind, because we still don't know how the fuck that works. I, I hear it runs off of some form of magic, or something. Uh, well, <laughs> when you start reading into placebo effect, you think. Because there is a such thing called magical thinking, where if you believe it enough, you actually will it into happening. 
Um, that's what a lot of self-help books are based off of, magical thinking. If you believe it hard enough, that'll make it real. Well, if you look into placebo effect studies, if you believe it hard enough, it'll work. So <laughs> it, it is not outside of the realm to be like, yeah, the human mind works off of fucking magic. It actually, in some instances, seems to do so. <laughs> Here I was trying to be all funny and jokey, but now you're making it all serious. Yeah, is, I mean, you can make a joke about it. I'm just, I'm just saying that's actually that. It's one of those. It's one of those jokes. It, it, it's, it's the same kind of joke a comedian makes, where it's one of those jokes about something that actually is real. <laughs> We're gonna joke about it, but everybody's gonna think about it, right? So. Mm. Well, I guess I could say, you know, you, the map of the human mind has here, there be monsters written all over it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Or some, something to that effect. Um, but I yeah, was, so, oh. oh good. Uh, go, go ahead. No, no. Good. <laughs> Continue. I've interrupted enough. Yeah. So, uh, also in my, in, in my week, um, so the, boss you were referring to on Outriders was it the because one I was referring to it, was that that like captain dude who had who threw the fire tornado at me that one that one was a pain in the ass to, to try to get rid of but then I got to the actual boss boss the guy who, sh who throws electricity around like he's fucking uh, what's that superhero's name uh, Static Shock Black, Black, or, or Black, Black Lightning or Static Shock yeah. Uh, oh, that dude. He was, he was a pain in the ass, but I got him. I died once, but I got him. Uh, I have not gotten past the first actual boss. It is the first actual boss in the game. Um, I haven't played it since I fought the boss. I need to go back and actually play it and probably call in three other people to help me with it. But it's the first actual mm. boss. I don't know if he's throwing lightning lightning at me or not because a lot of the time, I'm, a lot of my time is being spent running around killing his minions so I can get a moment to breathe and actually work on him. Okay, um, yeah, that's not the boss boss. That that's a that's like a like a mini boss. Really? And yeah, that yeah, the the boss boss his name is Gauss, go figure, cuz he uses electricity. So, you know, good old originality in naming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And uh, so the the way I did it to to kill the dude throwing the fire tornadoes was you already said half of it running around taking out everyone else first, then just running around shooting at him. Uh, since I chose the trickster class, I have a a skill that lets me teleport right behind him, and then I'll blast him with my shotgun. Did the same thing with the with the big boss. That that seems to be the the mechanic for this game is running around, fucking hiding, and then shooting from cover. Yeah, it's a uh, like it's very like Gears of War, Army of Two, um, uh, what's a division? Well, you know, like I like I said last night, it, it ticks the the big four: Destiny, Division, Borderlands, and Gears of War. Yeah. Because you've got you've got the crazy fucking people like the psychos from uh, from um, Borderlands, 
you got the cover system from Gears, the powered system from Destiny, like you're called an Altered instead of a Guardian, and uh, the drop-in, drop-out style from Division as well, plus the crafting and all that. They, they took that from, from Division, so... You know, I've, I've heard mixed reviews from, or read mixed reviews from people on Facebook. Some say they like it. Some say it's trash. You know, the voice acting's horrible, this, this, and that. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. I might have to start saving up to purchase it when, um, when it comes out. Yeah, when it fully comes out and they fixed uh, some of the bugs, streamlined it. Uh, like I said last week when I was talking about it, if they can get it, get the graphics polished up, streamline the combat. Um, there's no reason why this won't be literally something you can replace Destiny or Borderlands or whatnot with. Like, if you want a more grittier-looking uh, uh, shooter, right? Um, as far as the voice acting, I didn't see any... I didn't hear anything wrong with the voice acting. Um, now, with the way the voice actors sync up with the actual lip movements of the characters, there have been issues with that. <laughs> um, but I haven't had any issues with the. I, 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 I'm not, and, I, and this isn't me saying that the voice acting is impeccable, right? But the voice acting is fine. Like it, it's honestly fine. Um, as far as. Uh, um. Oh, what was the other complaint? Um, uh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> the bad voice acting and fucking stuff and things. I don't, I don't fucking uh, remember. <laughs> well, as far as people saying that, as far as people saying that it is bad, um, I do not believe that it is bad. Um, I believe it'll be uh, when it comes right down to it, it still needs polish. Just plain and simple. Um, they still need to polish it. Uh, so when it comes out, if they hit those fields of polish that I'm pretty sure they're getting feedback on, I think this game will be really good. I don't think there's anything wrong with it whatsoever. Uh, if they can get it polished up, and they need to, they need to work on its smoothness. They need to do a little bit more work on its combat. They need to do uh, uh, in the way they need to polish it up in the way it looks. Polish up the mechanics and make them more smooth and fluid because it feels okay right now, but it could feel better. Um, they need to really work on the leveling up system the gearing system um, and work on the because the powers look great um, but I think they still need to do some balancing tweaks um, because I think there are just some encounters that certain classes just cannot do by themselves like you were able to get mm. past the mini boss with the trickster because the trickster has abilities that the tank doesn't and as far as and, and and this is my lack of skill too, but it is much harder to deal with that fight with a tank by themselves than it probably is for you as a trickster. Um, and I know the other class has the ability to drop guns that literally 
freeze enemies in place, which is heads just, you know, head over heels a better option than I can tank 65% of the damage for a couple of seconds when I had when I'm literally outnumbered 10 or more to one. And one of them is a heavy hitting mini boss. Yeah, the, the um, thing with Trickster is it's hit and run up close kind of stuff. Yeah, but that's and the I, teleporting one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where you can yeah, teleport behind them. You can put a space time bubble up and slow everything down. And then the other thing is like a a blue blade that you lash out and I guess depending on if the enemy is a high bar or not, it'll either kill them or take their health down to half or take a quarter health away from them. So, yeah. So, so far, it's pretty good. You know, the people who are naysaying and, and shitting on it, they, they can go fuck themselves, as far as I care. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, uh, I enjoyed it for a while I was playing it. But it definitely has some work to be done. There, there's no doubt about that. There's definitely work that needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. Um, that about sums it up for my week. Just you know, trying to make sure. Oh, and uh, one of the things like they have training that we're supposed to do for the job and. If and the the thing that really kind of peeves me about it is they want me to do it at home. It's like I, I don't want to think about the job once I get home. Well, first I'm, I'm off, work for the- training is always to be done on the job and at their expense. If they're trying to make you do it at home, uh-uh, that's not how that works. Like if you are training well, me to do this job, I do all the training on the job, and you, because it's for the job. Well, it's computer training, like HIPAA stuff and, and all that, and they they pay me for it. Oh. Even if I'm at home, like I'll I'll send them send them like you know I, I did the training from this time to this time, and they'll pay me for it. It's just the fact that when I'm finished with work, I don't want to think about it until the next day. Okay, well, the, in that I understand. Um, so yeah, like that I get. So yeah, yeah, and that's pretty much been my week so yeah how about you hmm. uh not too bad um so uh last week super saiyan 4 gogeta got a showcase of all his abilities and moves we even you know uh stopped the podcast for like 30 minutes it, to the listeners it was only like a second but we stopped the podcast for like 30 minutes so i could uh watch the showcase um, and then time went by. He released Wednesday if you pre-ordered on PC and I think Xbox and the Switch. Um, if you didn't, he didn't release until Friday. So I picked him up on PC Thursday like night because he comes out sooner for PC than on console. And I, I played him Friday. Um, I didn't get a lot of time in on him, but I did play him Friday. So... He people are already saying he needs to be he needs to be nerfed. People are already saying he's broken. Um and I don't know yet. 
Um, and a lot of people are, have been asking, like, is he broken? Is he overpowered? Is he garbage? And it's like he's been out for, at this time, he's only been out for, no, actually, as of this recording, he's only been out since yesterday for everyone. He's only been out since yesterday for everyone. So he's technically full release for everyone to get their hands on him. He's only been available for a day and a half. No one knows where he fits in the meta. But he does have some really interesting and good tools. Um, I'll go ahead and talk about the big one that everyone is losing their shit on. He has an instant kill level three. So his level three, he has, there's two parts to it, though. The level three itself is not strong enough to kill. What it is, is he has a level up system. It's his forward and key blast buttons pressed together, and he'll do a taunt, and he'll build a quarter of a bar of meter. And he gets a level up. And he levels all the way up to seven. If you level him all the way up to seven, his level three, he gets a second version of his level three. That if it hits, just kills. So every character in the game, I think, has a thousand health. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a thousand health. His level three, when it hits, does twenty grand raw damage. Mm. It sounds disgusting. It, it it could kill the entire team three or four times over, but more than that, honestly, mm. like it could kill the entire team six times over um, because it does so much damage. And what people have found is that it'll even kill you through your Sparking Blast, which gives you really high regeneration. Most level threes, if you're at 50% health, cannot kill you with your Sparking Blast on, with your Sparking Blast up. So this will kill you even through that because it does so much damage. So everyone is losing their minds off of this. And I know there's one YouTuber not losing his shit over it who talked a little bit about it. And he was like, but this is a game where you two-touch kill a character, right? You open an opponent up, you deal 50% or more of their health, and the next time you hit them, they die anyway. But you're going to take the time to do this level-up system. It seems very much like a win-more mechanic. If your opponent is being if your opponent is allowing you to take advantage of this you're already winning so it's just, really it's just you get to hit the fast forward button if you are you've killed off their first two characters they can't stop you from doing the level up you open them up again you do the level three in the fight we're done right so and then he has his other mechanic people are, uh, are worried about, but you haven't seen very much of, is he has an invincible DP. His invincible DP gives him a Dragon Ball. Now, the Dragon Ball system in Dragon Ball Fighters works uh, every time you do an auto combo or a certain amount or a certain combo type of a, a certain number of hits, you get a Dragon Ball. If you get all seven Dragon Balls and have seven bars of meter, the next auto combo you do summons Shinron, the dragon. He gives you four wishes. You, and those wishes range from bringing back a defeated character, giving you a second sparking blast, which is your comeback mechanic, gives you a lot of buffs, 
So you get two. If you if you still have your one, it literally gives you two to use, which is really strong. It can refill all of your health, or it can regenerate all of your red health. And in Dragon Ball Fighter, there's blue health and there's red health. Red health cannot be regenerated. Blue health, you have to switch the character out, and they'll regenerate their blue health over time. The fact that it allows you to regenerate red health basically means you just get to regenerate your health bar. You, period. So you can regenerate your health bar all the way back up to full. Um, so he has the ability to, without the combo system, to just get a Dragon Ball. And when they showcased this, people were all like, that's broken, that's silly. And I'm like, dude, you do know that the other player can still use that, right? So he might, yeah, he's gathering those Dragon Balls, but it seems more like a mechanic for the opponent. Because if you're, if, if you're doing so well that you can get all seven of those Dragon Balls, you're, you most likely don't have seven bars of meter to even use them. But if your opponent is losing that bad, they might have seven bars on deck. And all they have to do is open you up once with an auto combo, and now they get to make a wish. Thanks for all that hard work. Mm. Um, so I it, these are gimmicky mechanics. I do not know how much they're going to play into his actual overall gameplay. But let's let's just remove the fact that he has the level up system. Let's remove the fact that at at uh, level seven he can insta kill a character. Let's remove the fact that he has a invincible DP. Uh, let's remove the fact that he can gain Dragon Balls in a more efficient manner than any other character in the game. Let's just look at. Gogeta himself and what he can do. He's a good character. Uh, even if you remove those two aspects of him, he's still a good character. He has he has no ranged ability. Like, literally, he, he doesn't have a beam. He doesn't even have a traditional key blast that goes all the way across the screen. He has no ability to pressure you from a distance except with assists. So that's his biggest weakness as far as I can tell. Just about every character in the game has the ability to zone him out. Now, what did they give him to deal with this weakness, right? So they gave him a Lariat, which is key projectile invincible. So it doesn't go very far, but he has it. He has a Lariat that allows him to shoot forward and punch you, and it goes through key blast. Um, I don't know... If it goes through beams, I have to check. I would assume yes. I would assume any key type attack outside of a super, it would go through. Um, he has a uh, basically a somersault kick. That's an overhead. Um, it's it is really fast, and if you block it, it's plus, meaning it's still his turn if you block it. So that's really good. He has a nine-frame standing medium kick that has a deceptively long range on it. You can hit somebody from round start with it, and it basically is so fast, you can just round start with it, and it beats just about everything. Um, just about everything. Not everything, but as of other options, like other 
normal attack options, it pretty much beats. Um, he has his invincible DP, which is really good. Seems to have quite a bit of hit stun on it. Um, and he has, uh, let's see, make sure. And they gave him double air dashes. He's the only character in the game with double air dashes, which might be disgusting in and of itself, depending on how it gets used. Um, most characters, only, every other character in the game only gets one. He gets two. Um, he has, he doesn't have a low L, which everyone always totes, you know, you gotta have the low L. If it's, if they have a low L, they're a good character. If they don't have a low L, they're a terrible character, so on and so forth. A low L just means he has a move that hits them in the feet instead of the, uh, a low L means you have to crouch block it. You can't stand and block it. It basically hits you in the knees or the ankles, right? Uh, he doesn't have that, but he has a command grab. And his command grab, if you know anything about Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta, if you don't, there is a move he does when he shows up in the anime for GT where he looks like he's about to throw a Kamehameha and instead a birthday popper pops and uh, confetti and streamers rain out of the sky. Um, and they gave him that as his command grab. He does a fake Kamehameha, and it command grabs you. And it has a fairly decent distance on it. So he doesn't have to be right up in your face to do it. Um, his key blast is a tracking burst of, like, just burst of energy. It's like a ring of, it's like a ring of energy that bursts, and it tracks. So it will just track and hit you in the air. If he's in the air, it'll track and hit you on the ground, so on and so forth. His level one super also is a high tracking move. Anywhere you are on the screen, it will go to you. Meaning that it, it, it has potential for being a counter move if your opponent makes a wrong decision. Like if they make a wrong decision, you can just level one and it, 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 it it's just a counter move. It'll track right to them and hit them. And you just hit them for a level one. Raw level ones do quite a bit of damage. They can do like a third of your health. Um, so, so far, he is looking like a solid character, which is all I wanted him to be. I didn't want him to be overpowered at all. I didn't want him to be garbage. But I didn't want him to be overpowered. I just wanted him to be a good, solid character. And it's looking like he'll be a good, solid character. Um, so I'm happy about that. Um, also, with his release came a patch. They finally nerfed UI Goku. And they, the way that they nerfed him is that they nerfed all of his defensive options. And you probably remember me bitching and moaning about, uh, you probably remember me bitching and moaning about UI Goku, how he's the only character in the game you have to be afraid to pressure with the new, they, they targeted all of his counters. So every single one of his counters got a nerf. So you no longer have to be scared to actually put pressure on him. He kept it. And, and the thing is, a lot of people are like, rip UI Goku. And I'm like, no, 
they 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 stopped him from being able to just do whatever he fucking wants but he's still one of the best characters in the game they didn't touch his um they didn't touch his offensive uh, his offensive ability they just stopped you from having to be they stopped it from that even when you have made the right choice and you beat him it's still his turn they stopped it so that whenever ui goku makes a bad choice he can't just turn it into a good choice, right? He does, he no longer gets rewarded for bad choices. That's it. That's all they did. <laughs> so, but my UI Goku though. But fuck your UI Goku though. That's what I say to those people. Fuck your UI Goku. <laughs> um. So that's good. I am glad that they finally did the thing that we have been asking them to do for months. Um, also, Gogeta might also be marking the end of Dragon Ball Fighters simply because there was no announcement of a season four or further DLC of any kind. The only announcement was a further patch to the game later on, and it would be a bigger patch, get more, and it would hit more characters. So as far as the patch is concerned, I'm hoping that they will be buffing more characters. Um, they have neglected to buff Nappa. They, they've neglected to buff a lot of low-tier characters that don't get used. So I'm hoping that with this patch, they will address that. Um, it, they've also stated that they're trying to get rollback netcode for previous games, so we're hoping that'll come to Dragon Ball Fighters, but it might not because the reason we didn't hear about a season four might be that they're going ahead and closing the chapter on Dragon Ball Fighters and are working on producing Dragon Ball Fighters two or whatever they plan to call the next installment of the game. Um, and honestly, at this point. The only other thing that they can really do with the game is give us more characters and install and uh, put in rollback. They've already shown they're not going to give us different mechanic-wise characters. Most of the characters have basically the same mechanics. They Some characters have something a little bit unique about them, but you can usually find it in one or two other characters in a different form, right? Um, so I, I, to, I'm of two minds. I would like a season four to get all the characters that we haven't gotten. Um, but I would also like them to just go ahead and and just fix all the balances that they need to fix for Dragon Ball Fighters, install rollback netcode in it, a good rollback netcode, and then go ahead and start on the next installment so that they can more personalize each character and its mechanics, hopefully. And hopefully we will get more diverse character roster and not all of these Gokus. And everybody was bitching and moaning. It's like, oh, Super Saiyan 4 Goku, another Goku, uh, Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta, another Goku. And I'm like, yeah, but it's the Goku we wanted. Like, we wanted Super Saiyan 4 Goku when they gave us GT Goku. They didn't give us Super Saiyan 4. We wanted Super Saiyan 4 Goku. Keep talking. Yeah, when they gave us UI Goku, but they didn't give us Super Saiyan 4. We wanted Super Saiyan 4 Goku when they gave us blue-haired Gogeta. They didn't give us that. They gave us blue-haired Gogeta. So we're finally getting the Goku, parentheses, that we actually asked for and wanted. So um, 
it's, it, it sucks that it took him this long to do it. It sucks that he's the very last character that we may be getting because we don't know if we're getting a season four, but we finally at least got the one we wanted. Personally, I would have liked to have seen Hellfire 17, Omega Shinron, uh, Topo, a lot of the other characters from, uh, uh, well, a good number of the other characters from uh, Dragon Ball Super. I would have liked to have seen more of the Gods of Destruction put in. I would have liked to have seen Whis and some of the other angels get put in. Um, I would have liked to have seen... Uh, not the joke characters, because I don't care about Master Roshi. I don't care about uh, Hercule, uh, what, uh, Mr. Satan, who they turned into Hercule later on. Don't care about him. But I wouldn't mind seeing, like, Yajirobe. I want to see Majub get in. I want to see... Uh, who's another good character? Uh, I, I wouldn't even mind seeing, like, Chi-Chi get in or... Um, because Chi-Chi is an actual fighter. So I wouldn't mind seeing Chi-Chi get in. Um, she probably has the strongest vagina. Nah, in the I don't think we need the Cell Juniors. Well, she does have the strongest vagina in the universe. She does have the strongest vagina in the universe. That'd be a um, hell of a male, male <laughs> That, that was absolutely... Right. <laughs> um, I would also, in the new installment of Dragon Ball Fighters, if they do that, I would like to see some Dragon Ball uh, heroes characters get in, because there are a lot of Dragon Ball hero design heroes uh, designs that are really good. So I would love to see some of them get in. Um, but yeah, so that's Dragon Ball Fighters. That is actually Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, I know uh, I hear in some of the comments that Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta is the most powerful character in basically the Dragon Ball series. That's not actually true. Technically, the most powerful character to have ever been created in the Dragon Ball series is, is Super Hellfire 17. And the only reason he was ever actually defeated is because the 17... Um, that is Android 18's actual brother, not the the mutant 17 that was created by Jiro and uh, not Wheelow. It was a uh, me. Is it Miu? Might have been Doctor Miu. Um, but uh, he basically, while they were fused in the Hellfire 17, forced himself into a into a state where he could be defeated otherwise he's actually the most powerful character ever created in the series because he could absorb any type of energy he could keep up with goku even when goku used the entrance trans the instant transmission there was literally nothing that could actually hurt him and his power could always his power was infinite and could be infinitely grown so he was actually the most technically the most powerful character ever created in Dragon Ball. Hmm. Uh I see, I see Chewie has joined us. Yep. Always nice to have Chewie amongst us. Um I sat down and was able to watch a couple more episodes of Wonder Egg Priority. I got around to watching the first episode and the third episode. Um I'm still not quite sure I know what I'm watching. Um, but I now remember which uh, anime series it reminds me of. It reminds me of a Bino Bashi. 
the art design and the character design is very similar to Abino Bashi, at least to me. Um, even one of the characters looks almost like the main character girl from Abino Bashi. She looks almost identical to her. Um, the, the sister or the or chest chest who turns out to be their no, grandmother? No, the, the sister. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the character that looks like her even has the double pigtails that mm -hmm. the sister wore. So it, so it looks almost just like her. Um, so from what I can gather of this series so far from the first three episodes, what is happening is it, it's weird. It feels like the main character. Okay, so apparently something happened with the main character, right? And then, and this is spoiler territory for the for the first three episodes. So if you don't want to know any spoilers for Wonder Egg Priority, come back in like five minutes. Um, but uh, basically, what happens is the character is a shut in, um, and a and like her guidance counselor comes to the house to check up on her and whatnot, um, and apparently what happened is that her best friend committed suicide and she gets contacted by something we don't know what it is because it communicates with her by possessing objects like the first time it talks to her it possesses a roll of toilet paper and forms the toilet paper into a mouth to talk to her and she's like and it tells her that it might that she might be able to bring her friend back to life so she follows this thing because of course she does um, and it takes her to a machine where she uses real money her own money to purchase what are called wonder eggs and the wonder eggs seem to be the encased mental worlds of other girls and she goes inside that world and combats some inner demon that the girl has. So in that world, they're called Sinodemons. And they're basically chasing the girl who the world belongs to. Trying to basically kill her is what it seems like. Like these, there's ones that are these little bouncing ones with knives. Think like uh, red caps. Um, and then there's like a boss monster, which is what her main uh, inner demon is, like what her trauma is. And you find out that the main character is, I think her, I think they call her Otto or Oto, but inside their world, they the, the creatures do not attack her unless she attacks them first. Her body is immortal in that world, meaning she actually can't be hurt or killed unless they attack her eyes or her heart directly. But when she leaves their world, she gets all the injuries that she took while in that world. Um, third, she gets a weapon. Like, she had a pen, and the pen turned into this... It looks like a mace keyblade. If anyone remembers Kingdom Hearts, it literally looks like this rainbow mace. That's a key. It, it's a keyblade. It. 
I, I don't know how to properly describe this thing. Just think of a mace that has rainbow colors and all of its prongs are a key. And it looks like that. That's what it looks like. Um, and so she, if she fights and defeats the inner trauma, she, it, we don't even know if she's actually saving the girls or what happens if she doesn't do it and the girls get caught and killed. We actually don't know because in the first three episodes, it doesn't happen yet. Like, and when she does save a girl, they just disappear. And she even asks the like alien or otherworldly thing, hey, that's got because it's guiding her. Um, she's like, hey, did I save her? What happened to the girl? And he's like, who knows? So it's like, well, the fuck? And she's like, and basically it, it's like, if he, if she saves enough of them, she might be able to either get a wish or be able to bring her friend back to life. So then she meets another girl who's doing the same thing, but it's for her little, it's for her sister. I think it's her older sister who like died in a car accident. And then she runs into another girl who's, who was a pop idol star. Um, and her, one of her biggest fans or her biggest fan committed suicide. So she's doing it. Um, and it's, it's all kinds of, it, it almost reminds me in tone of um, of Madoka Magica, but it doesn't seem to have the the writing talent Madoka's behind Madoka Magica. But I'm only three. Madoka is a classic. Um, so I'm still I'm I'm watching it and waiting to see how this plays out. Um. I don't know where it's going to go. Um, like the last girl I was talking about who's trying to resurrect her dead fan seems to be self-destructive. She's apparently from a rich family, but she like she meets Otto and immediately asks Otto to pay for the egg for her. And then from then on, just starts following Otto around. Like literally to the point where she follows her to her house and then her mom sees her and thinks that Otto has made a friend and is like, oh, come on inside. Are you staying the night? And the friend's like, yeah, I'll sleep over. Like, this is a girl she literally just met like three hours ago. <laughs> so it's so weird. Um, but that's that's really all I have to say about it right now. It's just weird. Um, is there, uh, I'll, I hope and like I was saying before, this is either going to be one of the best animes or this is going to end up being absolute garbage. Um, there is not going to be an in-between on this one. Um, so I hope they've done their homework because they seem to be going into the same vein as the Madoka Magica, the way the Madoka Magica story unfolded. Because um, you literally have this unknown thing that's guiding her. She doesn't question it. She just goes, I can bring my friend back to life? Okay, I'll do whatever. And then she's jumping into other worlds fighting monsters. She can actually get hurt because uh, there's one, uh, I think in the first episode when she fights her first monster, she gets stabbed in the side. And it doesn't do anything to her while she's in that world. And then she comes out of it. Her mom makes her breakfast. She gets up for breakfast, goes to sit down, is looking down at her eggs on the plate, and you start seeing red dr hit 
the uh, hit the eggs, and it goes back to her, and she's bleeding out of her nose, and then she looks down to her side, and blood is pooling out of her side, and she just passes out, and the next scene is her waking up in the hospital. <laughs> so... So I don't know. And then you when you run into the idol girl, the idol girl, she goes on like two of the missions with her. And in each of those missions, the idol girl gets hit in the ribs. She gets hit in the arm like and she even says it feels like my ribs are broken. And then she when she gets outside, she's in all this pain. And then after about a couple of seconds, she just gets up and she's fine. So it's like, well, what the fuck is that about? Like you, you already put in the premise that if they once they come outside, they suffer from all the injuries they suffered inside. So there's no, there's not even any way she could get up and fake that her ribs aren't hurting her. If you have broken ribs, you are fucked until you lay down and let those motherfuckers heal. There's no, there's no walking that off. So. Mm, it's, it, uh, it's the power of idle girl. Apparently. Magic. So, like I said, it's weird. Um, and I'm still trying to, and, and since I'm only three episodes in, I don't know enough about it to say yay or nay on how things should work and why things work the way they do. So, eh. but so far, I like, I, I'm not going to act like I haven't been enjoying it. So far, it seems pretty good. Um, so, I'll see where it goes from there. So, um, and me and you talked a little bit about this, David, which was the Avengers thing. So the Marvel Avengers game that came out a little while ago that, and I, I talked about it on the, on the podcast as well, cause it's a garbage game. It's absolutely terrible. Um, uh, yeah, uh, apparently, and everyone else knows it's terrible too, because apparently it lost 90% of its player base in uh, a week after its release on Steam. 90% of its player base said, uh, yeah, I'm done. Um, and they come out and they're talking about implementing, they're actually increasing the grind by leveling by uh, increasing the amount of XP needed to level up. And their thought process behind this is we want every level to be meaningful and people were gaining levels so quickly they didn't know what to do with all their skills and stuff. And I'm like, well, first off, that's dumb because if you're leveling up and you have skills, you stop at, a hu at your hub or your home base and you go through them, and you see what you have, and you place them where you need to place them. Like, it, it, unless you are literally brand new to gaming in any way, shape, or form, this is not something that's going to confuse or overwhelm you. But that was their logic behind it, and I got to call bullshit on that. And there were some commenters in some of the threads that I read that were uh, were stating that they are correct about what they are doing, that sometimes they would be in games and they would be constantly gaining skills and they didn't know what to do with them or anything like that. And I'm like, that's why you actually stop what and read what they do. Nor most of the time, this is the oh, Marvel sucked. Avengers game. The one that... Yeah, yeah, it's really it fucking terrible. The skills. It has everything to do with it. Crashes and... <laughs> None of the characters look like any of you figure for a movie branded game that would look like some of the characters from the movie. No, nobody looks the only person that looks remotely like the character model from the movie 
is um, the uh, the Muslim chick, uh, stretchy girl. What's her name? Oh, uh, yeah, Miss the new yeah. Miss Marvel. Model is the only one that's even close. Yeah. The game glitches almighty every five and, fucking. It was horrible. Five fucking. Yeah, it, it was. Um, Cyberpunk runs better than that thing does. Yeah, it's. That's yeah, it's a, it's it's just bad in almost every aspect. The story isn't very good. The and, and I was having fun with it when I was playing as Black Widow. She seemed to be the one they invested the most time in actually building yeah, a combat cause... system for, because everybody else's combat system is the most repetitive. Gets repetitive almost immediately. That ass. Uh, and that <laughs> ass. Um. Uh. But yeah, so they're doing that. I don't believe the reason why they're doing it. A, uh, a lot of people who are talking about it are saying that basically they're doing it so they can squeeze as much out of the whales before the game eventually dies. Um, which I believe. I'd believe they do that. Um, uh, they are instituting a new DLC that's coming out introducing the boss Maestro or Maestro, which is the yeah, evil Hulk the from Maestro. an alternate timeline. But It's a bad dude. Yeah, um, they're supposed. To, yeah, uh, Hawkeye is going to be introduced with that DLC as well as a playable character. They're introducing a couple of new costumes, I believe it was. Um, the game is still terrible. It literally needs. Uh, I know someone was saying that it looks like this game literally came out a year before it was ready to. And after having played it myself. Yes. It's basically a Dynasty Warriors game, <laughs> but not good. And hmm. that's not me saying that all Dynasty Warriors games are good but you, or that you get any Dynasty you Warriors for. games are good. But, right, it, there are Dynasty Warriors games that are – there are good Dynasty Warriors games. Um, and the Sim Goku Basara series has always been excellent because they put actual time and effort into building good combat for the characters, uh, giving you plenty of options, giving you plenty of characters to play around with. Like, hack-and-slash games aren't much, but if you want to keep a person interested in a hack-and-slash game, you literally... Ha a hack-and-slash game like Dynasty Warriors or Sengoku Basara is basically a character action game in the same way that Devil May Cry 5 is. If they had done... If this game had come out as a version of devil may cry 5 it would be amazing they didn't do that though they went they they rushed it through pro it's obvious that they rushed it out so that they could capitalize on the cash grab of the marvel cinematic universe that's what they did it is a terrible game it huh. deserves to die and the people who produced it should feel bad and i don't I don't put the <laughs> I, I don't put the weight of this on the developers as of yet because I don't know how much of a hand they had in the way this was because it looks like it was rushed out. So if it was rushed out like that, it, it's most likely the developers didn't have the time to do what they needed it's to a make cash the grab. game. That's all it is. Um, yeah, they, it's um, absolutely a cash grab. 
Well, the fuck is the fucking game? They had a game based on Marvel Avengers a while back, which was one of the uh, pay-to-win games, <laughs> strategy games. I can't remember what the hell it was. But I used to play it, and I bought, you know, lots of characters and, you know, had a bunch of them updated. And then just the game disappeared the, one day, just boop, blipped off the edge of the planet. Oof. Mm, are you talking about the one where you could create your own character who was no. an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? It no. was a browser game? It wasn't Mobile Strike, but it was... Because okay. I remember... Basically, it came out right after... Uh, what was the... It came out right after the original Avengers movie. Oh, I don't even if I don't remember it, so it must not have been it, very it, it good. It was basically kind of like a Final Fantasy old school <laughs> turn based squad game. Uh, have you ever played Mar- uh, the uh, <laughs> Star Wars mobile game they got out right now? Galaxy of Heroes. No. No. Uh, basically, what it is or no. what it was is you could pick. Any Marvel bunch, it had everybody from Ghost Rider to fucking everything, but I think except Night uh, Moon Knight. But it had people I'd never even heard of before. It had British cartoons and heroes and everything. It was a great game. Oh, Captain Britain? No, not Britain, <laughs> but the other weird guy. Um, uh, he, he had like satellites he fought with, little like. Orbs. I can't remember his name. I know he was a British dude, though. But anyway, I digress. What you, what I figure is going to happen with this is one day people are just going to turn it on and the servers are going to be dead. Yeah, I can see that happening. But every time that a good game comes out that has you know a loyal fan base but doesn't make a fuck ton of money. They drop, and then a shit game will come out, and for some reason they just keep it alive, pumping it full. Of, yeah, they just keep keeping it alive. Like, oh. I don't know, man. Like, God forbid you make money by giving the people what they want. Uh. <laughs> um. So next thing I was checking into is this game called Valheim. Don't know if you guys have seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, from yes. the developers Iron Gate AB, and it was published by Coffee Stain Studios. Um, seems to be a mix of Ark and uh, Ark uh, Survival and Conan Exiles because it is a survival game. Um, it's currently in early access. It has had several updates since its uh, initial release in early access. Um, it looks, it, it does some janky stuff still. It still glitches in really janky ways. I was watching one guy um, start to mine with a pickaxe, and as soon as his pickaxe hit the rock, it shot him 150 feet into the air. <laughs> uh, so it does some like really jank stuff. There's another guy who was jumping 
up the side of a hill and it literally looked like what you were talking about in destiny where he was just being lifted and placed in a spot and then lifted mm-hmm. and placed in a spot and i was like whoa <laughs> um uh and then apparently someone took uh, apparently you have the ability to tame and train wolves. Someone took like 50 two-star wolves and beat every boss in the game with them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is Zerg rushed it down. Even even like directly through the boss's mechanics, uh, all the boss's mechanics just went through them. The wolves just did the work. Um, so in this game, you have a stamina bar. Um, and like any, it's, it's, it's a lot like arc, except for the fact that you have a stamina bar and a stamina bar is what you mm-hmm. basically use for everything. Uh, it's what you use for combat It's what you use for, uh, I think also you're like mining and stuff. Um, but it has a unique health system where you don't have, uh, just a general health bar and you don't just get health from food. Like, you get health from food, but food gives you health, it can give you buffs, and you have to mix food together for bigger buffs. So one of the examples that was given is that you would create, like, a a dish, right? And you'd have, like, meat that would give you, like, 25 health. But then you might have, like, berries that would give you another 25 health, and then you'd have some vegetables that would give you another 50 health for a total of, like, 100 health. And that's how the food system works. That's how you gain your health. Oh, God damn it. Um, I know. Um, and in Valheim, you have – it's very uh, Norse mythology-based. So you have uh, a big open world full of basically animals and monsters. Uh, there's one YouTuber. I was watching his uh, video on it. And they killed a monster that was out in the water. They were they were on boats, and this sea serpent literally came up out of the water. They killed it, took its carcass back to the base, cooked it, and ate it. And the buffs that that creature gave them were big enough buffs that they were then able to go and defeat the boss of that age. And it also works in that it has ages. So it has ages kind of like civilization. And the way you move from one age to the next is you have to beat the boss of that age. And that's how you progress your ages. So it seems interesting. Um, They also have a mechanic that they instituted where monsters from time to time will siege your home base. Like you'll wake up in the morning, walk outside, and all of a sudden you're getting stabbed in the face with a spear. (laughs) <laughs> like so which isn't it which isn't a bad mechanic um and it is currently a 20 dollar game on steam so i don't know it, it does look interesting i've never been one for survival games though um it's very rare that I play a survival game that I actually like and want to stick with. And I to to and I don't think there is one I've ever really liked and stuck with. Because I don't even play any survival games now. Except for maybe Ark, but I haven't played that in years. I, I was playing Ark fairly heavily for a little while, but I fell off of that and I haven't played it in years. So um and for the last part of my week, 
So Saudi Arabia is planning to get the jump on the hydro uh, on the uh, hydrogen market, which is stating it's going to end up being a seven hundred billion dollar market for hydrogen power. Um, now they're doing this by spending five billion dollars on the world's largest green hydrogen making plant, which will be completely fueled and powered by solar and wind power. They will also be building an entire mega city for the plant called Ni'am to be opened in 2025. Is this in China? Mm-hmm. No, this is Saudi Arabia. Probably the smartest thing they could ever do since they're running out of, you know, the world is finally trying to move away from oil. Well, yeah, because the world is getting to the point where it's yeah, running the fuck out of the it. Oil around. I mean, <laughs> you can still get more of it. I mean, Saudi Arabia still has a ton of it. But it's the easiest. Eh. All the systems that we have in place for gasoline are the easiest to update for hydrogen. You just have to change the tanks out to have pressurized systems, and that's the only thing you got to do. Yeah. So well, we'll we'll see how it we'll see how this goes. Um, they're saying it's going to be to, uh, covering a total area of twenty six thousand five hundred kilometers, which comes out to like ten thousand two hundred square miles. Big desert. Um, it'll be along the coast of the Red Sea. Um, so yeah, we'll um, hmm, we'll see how that goes in twenty twenty five. We'll. What is it? 2021 now? In four years, we'll see how that planned out. Um, Now, this one is Japan. Japan has opened its Nintendo World theme park. Uh, They did it on February 2nd, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I looked up pictures of this theme park. It literally looks like they went into the games, cut out whole areas, and then just put them in the real world. Like, Mm. like, (laughs) like it is insane how well built this place is um it gives patrons an interactive band that allows the visitors to punch blocks and collect coins and and etc at all all while the all the while the band also keeps their score it features the Bowser's Castle. It features Mario Kart race courses. I think it also. I, I assume it's also going to feature Yoshi's Island, but I couldn't find. I couldn't confirm that. Um, the Mario Kart ride features a headset that riders wear that takes them into an interactive experience in the Mario Kart world. They can even launch skills like blue shells, green shells. Um, there even seem to be interactive areas that allow you to collect fire flowers and throw fireballs. Um, the one-day pass for adults are $76, and the two-day pass is $150. For children, it's $53 for a day pass, $102 for a two-day pass, and for seniors, it's $69 across the board. Approximately. And that's pretty much my week. I got the first one. You got your Rona shot. Can you hear me? 
Um, How'd that feel? The shot itself, yeah. I didn't even know the uh, EMT that was doing the work. I didn't even, it felt like he took his finger and pushed it on my arm. I was like, okay, I'm going to stab you here. And he goes, okay, you're done. And I went, really? The fuck? I didn't even know you stuck me. Uh, it was. I went to Dothan because our governor still thinks correctional officers aren't uh, essential workers. But Alabama says, "Come one, come all." So I went up yonder and got it. Yeah, yonder. Up yonder. Why would anyone think that? Security guards at a jail and or prison are not essential. Up until about two weeks ago, it was illegal in the state of Florida to get a COVID shot or deliver a COVID shot to anybody over or under a certain age. I'm not kidding. We have a governor that is dumber than a kid that ate paste that mixed gravel into it with just a touch of botulism. Mm. uh, Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Let's see. I got my COVID shot yesterday. I fell asleep. I don't know when. Y'all woke me up at 9 o'clock, and I've been up since then. <laughs> Correction. David woke you up you at were nine on the o'clock. Call too, damn it. <laughs> right, because he also woke <laughs> me up at nine o'clock. <laughs> uh, my motorcycle is broke and the weather is perfect to go riding today. And that sucks. I got a short in it somewhere I've got to figure out because I have no bright lights or turn signals and I really don't feel like dying. Uh, the wife has some <laughs> alien tongue disease that we haven't figured out what it is yet, so that's fun. So, oof, that's uh, alien tongue disease. That doesn't sound good at all. You know what thrush is, right? <clears throat> well, it's that white, spotty, filmy, crusty, whatever the mm-hmm. fuck's wrong with your tongue that gives you thrush, but it's not thrush. She was tested for thrush. She was tested for COVID. She was tested for strep. She was tested for fucking everything. But she apparently doesn't have it. Anything. So they don't know what she has. So they gave her a bunch of antibiotics and sent her home. So, yay. And she couldn't work this weekend. So, yeah. We're trying to diagnose what's wrong with your mouth, honey. But on top of that, uh, my week's been shit. But, you know, my week's always shit. I'm alive. Your turn. Mm. Yeah. Well, you missed. Well, me y'all told me about three o'clock, week. and uh, it's three o'clock now. It, it was. It was. No, I was told three o'clock my time. Three o'clock my time. No, Gerald said three o'clock. 
my time. Oh, well, no, no, I said three o'clock his time. That's <laughs> that's my fault. I thought three o'clock his time was three o'clock your time. So I thought you two were in the same time. No, zone. So that's I'm my on, fault. I'm on God's time. Slow and inept. Central, he says. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, uh, a, a quick recap then. <laughs> um, I'm going to be by myself next week. I'm going to make, have to make sure I take my anti-anxiety meds because I didn't on Monday when I was by myself and everything was just kind of... Uh, what the fuck did I get myself into? Should I quit now? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But uh, they, they, they keep uh, both the, both my supervisor and, and the gal training me said, I'm doing good. Oh, I'm doing good. You got so this, dude. I, I, I you have faith in you. Yeah. I told him anything he's shaky on, write it down, double check himself until he's comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But I do understand the anxiety. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if nobody has anything else, that'll be it for part one. For the one or two people, Chewy, I assume you listen to part one of the podcast. I listen to you all the time. Like, like there's only one or two people that actually do, which is why. Well, right. But which is why I split it into two parts and especially uh, our one of our other listeners, uh, Dale, who lives in, in my cul-de-sac, he was like, I'm glad you split it up because it, it lo- I guess it looks kind of daunting to see a four-hour <laughs> podcast come up in your feed. I, dude, I love listening through four-hour podcasts, so I don't know. We, Yeah, doing it in parts was a good idea, so thank you, David, for coming up with that idea. Um, but personally, because – oh, go ahead. I, I, figured, I figured as much. I figure as much, and, and I'm with you, like, I'll, like, Time Suck, when I listen to, it's two hours. I mean, hell, I'll, like, so, like, the whole, the whole idea behind this podcast was, um, so, Chewy, you've, you've been in, in the, uh, in the Xbox chats when, uh, when it's, like, me, Jared, Sasha, and everybody, and we're just playing, you know, playing Destiny or whatever, and just BSing. Yeah. That, that's why I started this and for some reason you wanted I, I a like record that. and and uh, a record of the BSing because there's not a record, a record? of any of the you know, Xbox BSing oh yeah yeah because that's usually what happens me and you get on a tangent on Xbox and yeah. you say get the and, phone uh, and turn it on and I'm like oh fuck <laughs> fire up anchor Gerald, uh, Gerald's no stranger to that too. Like we, we'd be talking, we'll be talking or, or something, and like that's a good it's something. He says something good. All right, we're go- we're moving over to anchor now. Like uh, okay, mm. <laughs> but yeah. So like the and and I hope for listeners you you like this too because like what some people listen to like they'll put on Spotify and play games. I listen to podcasts when I'm playing games. I've got probably 20 something that I have on my podcast app that I'll listen to. And I'll I'll literally sit here for, you know, six, seven, eight hours just playing games and listening to podcasts. So 
Yes, if, if you, you like, like that too, that's why this podcast is and extreme opinions. That's what mine are for. <laughs> yes, yes. So you're the especially the conspiracy. you're the conspiracy of extremists. No, David usually comes up with something random and or, retarded off of YouTube to push the button in the back of my head. I have a giant fuck you button in the back of my head. If you push it, I cannot control what comes out of the back, comes out of my mouth. So he likes to push the button. Uh, I'm good at pushing the button. Uh, like Dexter's sister. I, I do for I do for <laughs> Chewy's podcast what Chewy does for I don't sessions. really think I am a benefit to your <laughs> podcast, sir. <laughs> I think I'm just roving chaos. There must always be a balance. If so, if we're two sides of order, a, we need a yeah, beautiful if train. Me man. and David are two sides of order. Then we need the roving chaos <laughs> to balance things out. What in the name of fuck am I watching? Mm, what in the name of fuck are you watching? Two girls. Uh, apparently, Mia Jovovich has a new movie called The Rookies. Oh, I think, yeah, she got that after the whole Monster Hunter thing. Well, I well. just watched the trailer for it. It's like James Bond <laughs> on acid. Well, I mean, no. So, Hardcore Henry? <laughs> like, no, it is specifically uh, Hardcore Henry is a very <laughs> niche movie. I mean, you've got to be into like parkour and first person movies. I actually liked it. It, the, it got weird at the end, but for for what it was, yeah, the, like, only, like said, the only it was, thing I really loved niche, about it was uh, like the guy it. that that's basically the kind of leads the main character through all the random insanity. The actor from like District Nine and the A Team. I can never mm-hmm. remember his name, but I really enjoy his work. Yeah, he was. Yeah. See, now you're gonna make me look it up while you're talking, because he yeah, he's he's definitely a character. Yeah. He was a good pick for uh, what's his name? Murdoch. Yeah. Mm. So what episode of Mandalorian y'all into now? Oh, uh, oh. So I missed the last... conversation where Slave One did its Slave One thing. Okay. Yeah. Charlotte Copley is his name. The best part of the entire where Slave One did the Slave of One Mandalorian thing. is in the where they. They go get Bill Burr and go steal codes or whatever the hell to get the location of the ship. And TIE fighters go after the Mandalorian and it drops mm-hmm. a sound bomb and blows them to fucking smithereens. That's the best. <laughs> I love that fucking scene. Yeah, I love yeah. that weapon. Yeah, I was I like on the up. couch when I watched it. He's going to do the thing. He's going to do the thing. Oh, wow. He did the thing. Yes. 
Yeah, I, I brought that up too because like we see that we first see that in I want to say it was the, the second Star like the the second um, what the fuck is it? Yeah, a, a, not a, not Attack of the Clones. Yeah, Attack of the Clones when um, yeah Obi Wan's trying to chase it was Django at the time, and then you you see this this charge yeah, just drop awesome. out the back of the ship, and then all of a sudden, boom! Yeah. You know, when I saw it, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. They are the... so fucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Those poor TIE fighters didn't fucking know what was coming. But, yeah, so uh, so we'll go ahead and, and end part one here and then get started on part two. Because uh, uh, when, when you drop, dropped off the call and I was talking to Gerald about yeah, the last yeah, yeah. episode, you remember me telling him to, to look for the cameo, right? Yeah. So, so uh I'm sure the listeners are excited to find out what he thought of the cameo. So we're going to 